humans of the internet, welcome to episode 140? Is that right, Tyler? 140? Yes, that, that is correct. 140 episodes of this goddamn show. Tyler, how you yeah. doing? I'm okay. How about you? You know, I, I've had better days. Yeah, I, I would say... Days. I would say you have. <sighs> Indeed. Fuck the winter. Fuck snow. Who needs it anyway? I know. Yeah, I mean, it's like mid-November. Typically, we don't get snows until, I want to say, December, and then definitely like January and February. But mid-November decides to snow for a long time. Inches. Yeah. It was really bad today. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it would be it would make sense for a lot of places to close down their offices, close down work. But uh yeah. my workplace didn't do that. They asked yeah. me to drive uh about close to 20 miles to work. I didn't even make it 5 miles, Tyler, before I slid into a curb. Oh god. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, so my car's pretty fucked up. I I have no expectations of that thing. I have, I imagine the insurance company will total that car. Why? So, uh, I mean, did if it's you just see a the curb, picture? I did, but it didn't Dude, seem like the radiator it would be... got bent back up in and shit. Oh, I got that's, you. That's that's what was shown in the picture there, buddy. That's what that's what I showed you. Yeah. I don't know. That just doesn't seem like enough to total it, but insurance is insurance. Yeah, and that's exactly why I have very low expectations. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very very unfortunate. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. So did you not make it to No, I I didn't make it and I doubt I'm gonna be working for them anymore. Wow. Did they say anything? Uh so I called the person that I'm supposed to be working with. Yeah. And told them, and they told me to call the center. To I tried. I kept trying to call. I called the number that they called me with. That didn't work. I looked online. They didn't have a number to for employees to call and shit. It was mm-hmm. bad. Oh. Got you. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm you? basically just waiting on them to call me to tell them what's up, because I don't have a number. I asked the driver for a number in a text, and they still haven't. Yeah. Haven't sent me shit. So are you scheduled for another day? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I'm scheduled for tomorrow, but there's no way in hell I'm making it. Oh, I got you. I got you. So I imagine that job's a bust. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just bleeding money, Tyler. Bleeding money. Yeah. It's very, very unfortunate, for sure. (laughs) Damn. Right after I pre-ordered a ton of games and bought a ton of games because I thought I'd have a job. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm still doing okay. I'll be all right. Right. Well, don't you have kitties too? Yeah, I I have my kids. Take care of. Yeah, yeah. That. uh, Well, the roads are probably going to be shit, uh, so I'm not going to take them to the vet tomorrow. Probably wait till next week. Get a ride up there. Take them up there. They're doing all right. Yeah, that's good. Keep trying to follow me up the stairs, running around underneath my feet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Time. That's what cats do. They they're really bad. You can't walk into the house when you come home until you feed mine or she'll try to kill you. They're in a yelling mood. Like yeah. they, they like to yell at me when I'm not paying attention to them. 
right yeah. now. They're chewing on some cords that they shouldn't be, but they mm-hmm. aren't plugged into anything, so it isn't really that gotcha. problem. Yeah. Mine has not chewed on a cord besides yours. <laughs> yeah, I had, they did. You. So they did initially uh, chew on cords and stuff, but I have this spray that I put down on those cords. Uh, that It's a bitter spray. So they don't chew on those cords anymore, but these are fresh cords. You still there? Yeah. Okay. You just got quiet. That's all. Sorry. Oh boy. But yeah. That's, yeah. That's that. Uh, other than that, I I had a remarkable fantasy week again. Yeah, you did for sure. I just blew out my opponent. Really <laughs> didn't put up much of a fight. Let's be honest. They only put up like eighty-eight or eighty-nine points or. Something. Yeah. Well, it was an off week. But also, I put up one hundred fifty-eight points. You put up one hundred fifty-nine. I did, yeah. I had a very good week, and I did not have much competition. <laughs> I was I was looking at the scores, you know, I don't know, it was like 2 o'clock, so games have been going for about an hour or so. I looked at the score, and I had 60, and he had 0. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is a victory for me this week. Didn't help that I think it was the Panthers' defense after last week's game. Yeah, uh, put him in a negative nine point hole in fantasy football, so that didn't help him. But Steelers went off, man. They had an excellent. Put the ball out a lot though, so I didn't get too many points from uh, James Conner. He he didn't. He only played about half the snaps he normally does. Mm. But I guess also good news for for me. Uh, as a fantasy player, is that Le'Veon Bell isn't coming back. Nope. So James Conner's going to be the number one guy throughout the rest of the season, which means I made a hell of a good move week one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Only three three weeks left. Tyler, we face off this week. Or no, next uh, week. No, next, next week. week. Next, yeah, week. next week. I, I have a very tough end of the year or the regular season i play Corey, who's number one may or may not be tough it it can go either way we'll see we'll see but then i play you and then i play billy but billy has kind of fallen he's he he is a dead last in uh my division now and i am in playoff contention he really does uh so i'm hoping i'm hoping i can just get another win or two and put myself in a good spot. I'm confident in my team. I just, so I, I looked at the ratings for my players. Uh, Tyler, are you, are you about like the position rank my players? I, I know most of them because what did I, I was watching sports center and they were talking about the Monday night game coming up between the Rams and the chiefs. And they went over how how many players are in the top 10 in fantasy overall that that's in that game and uh you have a lot of them yeah, so <laughs> that's all i'll say to recap uh i have drew Brees, the number four ranked quarterback i yep. have kareem hunt and james connor three and four running backs i have deandre hopkins and michael thomas three and five um, I have George Kittle, who's on a bye. He's number four, so I, I, I'm streaming. I'm putting someone in, uh, Evan Engram in, but I have George Kittle, who's the number four tight end. I have Brandon Cooks, 
He's my flex position. He's the number nine ranked wide receiver. Yeah. And I have the steel defense, which I'm putting in this week, which is fourth ranked, and my kicker, third ranked. So, pretty much, when I have all my guys playing, every single player on my team is a top ten ranked player. In yep. Position. Yep. That's pretty rad. Coming back from injury. <laughs> I have Mark Ingram, who isn't ranked very high because he didn't play the first five games. Nope. But man. I think if the playoffs were to start this week, you and I would be playing each other. Right? I think so. Mate. I'd have to double check. Because nah, I thought... I thought that's what it was, but also you haven't switched it, right? No, I haven't switched it, but yes, we would be playing each other. Yeah. Uh, which, that, that would be very, very interesting. Yeah. Dude, I, I am pulling away with the tops being the top scorer. Yeah, you really are. I'm at 14 yep. points score. The next player, 12-6. Wow. Damn, that's a lot. A five-game winning streak, Tyler. Remember when you all were laughing at me when I'm zero and three and one and four? Yeah. In the league, y'all were just y'all were dunking on me and shit. Yep. But look at me now. Yeah, you've risen to the top. You've risen to the top. I feel good about my team. I'm just disappointed that I've lost in uh, the past few weeks. But I feel I feel confident. I have some good players. I have a pretty easy. Yeah, uh, yes, you do. You, <laughs> yeah, you have who I played last week, which didn't go well for him. All right, well, that's enough fantasy football. <laughs> we talk about fantasy football way too much on this show, <laughs> but it's a fun game. It, it is. A fun game. I like it. Check out fantasy sports sometimes. And I, I, I like the idea of putting money in next year. Yeah, yeah, that that would make things a lot more interesting. It would. I feel like there's definitely, I feel we're we're all trying just because there's a lot of shit talking, but I feel like everybody would try a little bit harder if some money was online. That's true. Yeah. Oh, boy. But video games, Tyler... Video games. It's November, and you know it's time for video games to be played. Uh, I saw a tweet from you coming from our account, PS Report Podcast. I heard you played some Yakuza. I did. Tyler, how you liking Yakuza? Yeah, so I downloaded Yakuza Kiwami, which is the free one of the free PlayStation Plus games for November. Uh, and I, I said, screw it. I came home last night, and I just I uh, I've had a very stressful week at work, and I Red Dead Redemption Two was the last thing that I wanted to play, mm-hmm. um, just because of how kind of slow and demanding that game is and i'm just like i really just do not feel like playing this game right now and uh, so i i'm like screw it i'll i'll start up you know yakuza i said i would i would play one of them so here we are it's good and and i will say that you know what i i played through the first chapter 
of the game. Okay. And the story has me very interested in what's going on. And and I, I can see why people talk about the stories of these games just being even just an, a little over an hour in. I'm like, okay, I can really get, get down on this. And there's some very interesting characters. You know, Kiryu obviously is... I, I, I'm enjoying him so far. The one that, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't really seen too much footage of beforehand when he showed up after I fought some dude in an alley was Majima. Yeah, Majima. Showed up, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is who everybody is talking about when they talk about the, the Yakuza games. And uh, yeah, that's certainly an interesting character I'm, that I'm eager to learn more about. And, and I'm guessing this is kind of the size of the map. I'm assuming it doesn't get bigger than what it is. So I'm trying to remember Yakuza Kiwami. I think there you do move to a new location uh, for small, small bits of the game. And I think eventually you get the ability to pa- to go back and forth between them. Okay. Um, but yeah, for most of the game, you're going to be in that area. Yeah. So what I like about that, and maybe it's just because I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now as well, is like, I, I'm like, thank God the map is smaller and condensed with this game. You know what I mean? Like you go from playing red dead redemption Two, which just seems endless. And there, there's something great to that as well. But then you play Yakuza and it's like, okay, it's just this condensed city that I can, you know, get very familiar with and, and understand. And it doesn't feel overwhelming or anything like that. So interested in, in getting into, you know, sub stories and, mini games and all that stuff as that unfolds and uh yeah i mean it's fun the combat is is very fun i'm enjoying that like there there was a mission you had to do very early on where and you probably know what i'm talking about you have to buy a ring and then a dude steals the ring from you yep in in like the humor of that quest our, our mission I, I just thought it was very very well written very japanese but but i enjoyed it um of like yeah someone tells you like oh he hides behind vending machines so you go look for vending machines and he's just like laying down on the ground like not even hiding he's like oh you found me and then Kiryu's just like give me the ring and then you have to beat the shit out of the guy but the way he dances around just looks really goofy and uh yeah i mean the the combat's cool i mean i i like the different you know styles that you get to choose from uh depending on the situation and it, it's got a very just arcadey beat em up you know kind of style to it that i that i i like because i haven't really played anything like that yeah, it uh, so works. Yeah, you get what you want to put into that game. It can be very repetitive if you want to fight the same way every time, but it yeah. provides you with so many different tools that you have the option of using, like all the, all the stuff that's around you. And the I believe that they still have the different fighting styles in Yakuza's uh, Kiwami, correct? All the like correct. The, the brawler, yep. the uh, yeah, all, all that stuff. So yep. yeah, you have you have a lot of different ways you can approach fights, and certain fighting styles are good against certain types of enemies and stuff like that. It's there's depth there if you're looking for it in the combat. 
I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Like, I'm very interested in the story. The, the one thing with the game, um, and I'm assuming they're kind of all like this. Um, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but they are. They seem very cutscene heavy, and you know, th- there's stretches of time, especially early on in this one so far, where you know you're kind of taken away from the gameplay for a long time like five to ten minutes maybe and that that could you know maybe have you know some effect i guess but it's also like the cutscenes are interesting because the stories look good and well written so that's my only little nitpick so far but what what i will say is that pretty much every yakuza game starts that way it's very cutscene heavy at the beginning Okay, uh, but as you get through it, I think that it it dwindles less and less, and then usually by in the finale, there's a big one. But uh, yeah, it 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 is very cutscene heavy early on. So I got you. You're not so, yeah, experiencing I'm, anything abnormal. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing playing a lot more of it. Um, I, I always I know we've talked about this, but I always get it mixed up. Is Kawami set before? It's the first game, right? Yes. But but. Zero. Zero is a prequel to the games. And Tyler, if you like Majima, you should play Zero. Yeah, because that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'll probably play this one. And then probably then if I enjoy it, which I'm assuming I will, uh, I'll go back and play Zero and then probably play Kiwami 2. Yeah. At that point. And before maybe I by play the time you're done six. with that, they'll have a Kiwami 3. You know what? Why not? You know? Mm, yeah. Go down the rabbit hole. Did you ever finish six? Yes, I, I did finish six. Right. I, okay. I, I talked about that on the show. Yeah, six. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with six. The reveal for six is just the most bonkers thing I've ever seen in, in Yakuza. <laughs> like, the whole reason why everything's so fucked up is just, it's bizarre. Hmm. And I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, that I, I like Yakuza Six a lot. Yeah, it might be on a list at the end of the year. I would, I would not be surprised. Anything else um, you got over there, Tyler? Yeah, I did play some Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, I put a big, big chunk of time into it. Uh, I was able to last saturday night i think and uh that that's a that's a fine game when you can put a lot of time into it in my opinion like it's not a game to sit down and just play for maybe an hour or so and turn off that that's just me like i i I was able to put in about i don't know four or five hours into it and it just that's the best way to experience this game because you i felt like I was actually accomplishing something and I felt a little bit more engrossed in the world, if you know what I mean. So, so that was cool. I mean, it's kind of, you know, the same stuff that we've been talking about. I still really enjoy the game. It's just, it's such an overwhelming game that I'm at, I'm at, I was just going to say, fuck it. I'm just going to put every, Every time I can play games, it's going to be Red Dead Redemption 2 until I finish the story just because it's so big. But at this point, I'm like, I need to have something to kind of counterbalance that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So so 
you know, I'm going to play Yakuza and, and some other things, but uh, I am now uh, a handful of missions into Chapter 3 of Red Dead Redemption. Okay, so, so you're enjoyed, down in right? Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I like how, you know, Obviously, the camp location's different, which I think is a way cooler spot for the camp. Uh, I, I like that spot. I love the way Chapter 2 ended story-wise. I thought that was cool. And then, uh, you know, I, I like the new characters that are introduced to you. Uh, it just it feels a little bit of a refresh, which which I like. And there, there was two other things. Oh, I ended up... <laughs> this, this sort of sucked. So... This was before I I ended chapter two, so I, the camp was still back up at a horseshoe overlook, and I ran into a guy. I was doing a side mission, which took me down into the swamps, pretty much. Okay. And then I finished that, and then I was leaving to go back because my next mission was all the way back at camp. And I'm like, okay, I'll go back ride back and this dude was just riding on his horse and then he just fell off he's like help me help me and so i'm like ah screw it i'll take this guy to a doctor the doctor ended up being all the way in saint denis okay which you know where that's at because you're much farther than me and then i had to go from saint denis all the way back to horseshoe and I was like, oh, my God, you know, I enjoy riding through the world because it's an interesting world. It's beautiful. But there are times like that where I think, you know, some people have said that it feels like the game kind of wastes your time a little bit because of your riding around so much. Um, I don't think that all the time, but in that instance i was like oh this sucks because <laughs> it wasn't overly rewarding to take that guy to the doctor I, he only gave me some some money i got my honor up a little bit and then i had to just waste all that time going back but yeah whatever uh so so there was that and then i thought damn it there was one other thing that i want to say that i was like oh that was cool but blanking on it anyways just more Red Dead Redemption 2. Have you played any more of that? No, I, I felt the need to kind of take a break from it. And well, you mentioned that you can't play that for an hour at a time. I, I found a game that I can play for an hour at a time and have yeah. a lot of good experience with. And that's Tetris Effect. Oh boy. Dude, Tetris Effect is amazing. I'm sure it this is... is- the Jam. best way to play Tetris. <laughs> Absolutely. It is artistically just the most beautiful thing I've seen in this this year. I think this has the best style of any game I've seen wow. this year. Wow. Uh, it has one of the most banging soundtracks of the year. Uh, I just lose myself in this game. It, it, and right. it, It's Tetris. I get it. It's Tetris. And it's $40 for a Tetris game. I think it's wow. worth it. I didn't. I didn't know it was forty dollars. I th- I honestly think it's worth it, and I, I've yet to put on my VR helmet. But just from playing it outside of VR with my headphones on, with the lights out, it's it's something else, man. Mm-hmm. So is it just Tetris with a bang? And I, I know you talked about it some last week, but 
you know, is it Tetris with a banging soundtrack and cool visuals? And that's pretty much it. Like, is there, so, I know you talked about the blocks can be different yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Like so what's, what's your interactions the with the game, such as rotating a piece, uh, move, dropping a piece down, moving it faster and all that stuff. All, all of your interactions with the Tetris itself play plays into the soundtrack. Like you, it's actually, oh, it's actually okay, interactive. Okay. Like everything, like it has, it gets you into a rhythm of wanting to do things at a certain pace, and it, it, it's it's really cool in that way. And it's not, and of course there's there's the journey mode, which is which takes maybe anywhere between one and two hours to beat. And sure, you could do that and then say, "Oh, I'm done with Tetris," but they have other things to do. Like there's all these different effect modes. There's the classic modes like marathoning, sprints, uh, which. I think a sprint is just clears X number of lines as fast as you can. Marathons, I think, 150 lines. Um, and then they have some chill modes uh, where you go through... like So they have different themes for each level. And, and through the journey, you go through them in a certain order, but also they have them in certain collections because some of them mesh together. Like there's a water theme, there's a wind theme. Uh, and it, it puts those together and you play through that uh for one for the effect mode uh there's other modes like there's infection where like there's certain blocks that are marked that you have to clear uh that they're infected and you clear them to score points um there's a mode that teaches you t spins uh uh, that teaches you how to see moves ahead it actually a lot of the effect modes uh, they teach you how to be a better Tetris player too. Mm, that's cool, what I would need. <laughs> but they also like they're cool to play and they're fun to play on their own, uh, and they're cool puzzles to solve. But also they they help teach you how to maybe maneuver around certain situations when you're playing actual Tetris. Okay. So, that, yeah. that that sounds like something that I would need because <laughs> you, you've seen me play like luminous and stuff and i'm i'm just i'm very bad at these things uh, you know like i get it i just don't see the solution as fast as say you do or like to someone that's really good at tetris you know what i mean so yeah i i'm having a blast with it i i want to get that vr helmet on and yeah. check it out from in there because that I've seen people play it in VR, and, and it, it seems like a game that would be really fun to just block out the outside world and just live in it. Right. Just for a little bit. I'm sure you just play this game until 2 in the morning, it until sounds- your, your eyes can't stand to be open anymore. <laughs> I really like Tetris. Yeah. And this is my favorite Tetris game. That's bold, bold claim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Tetris Effect. Uh, I'm trying to think what else have I played. I played Fallout 76. Oh boy! I've played for a total of about three and a half hours, so keep in mind this is these are my very, very early impressions of that game. And I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's a great Fallout game, but I think it's an enjoyable experience for someone who maybe liked Prey, actually, because there's a lot of story world-building kind of stuff that you get through audio logs, through notes and stuff like that, and just following like 
there are these survivor stories from people who survived the the bombs dropping. There's this story where you're tracking where your overseer went uh, after the vault opened, and like it, there's and there's all these different uh, factions that you learn about how what they did and like how they rose and fell and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's there's a lot of interesting stories in that world that I want to uncover, and I and it's very much a it's a functional fallout uh game with you know how a fallout game plays and feels it very much plays and feels like fallout 4 yeah uh, with a few changes that are necessary like vats doesn't that doesn't stop time or slow it down it just provides like an auto aim for yourself um and surprisingly it runs Surprisingly, Bethesda Studios' first multiplayer game actually runs. Yeah, that's shocking. It is a little bit laggy when you have a lot of players nearby, but I did a few events that pop up around the map where players gather around, and there were only like maybe four or five players doing this event, and it it, it stayed pretty stable through that. So, yeah, I, I'm having a pretty good experience with it early on. I'm not sure how long a legs it has, Uh there are all these different challenges that you do to unlock the premium currency. Like, you could either buy the premium currency or just do challenges in the game to get it, and there's some cool cosmetic stuff you get from that. Mm. Well, what What's the questing like? Because there's no NPCs in this game, right? Yes, you're right. Uh, well, there are some robots strewn, strewn around the, the world, okay. but they aren't necessarily functional NPCs. A lot of your quests... The quests that you get are coming from picking up notes or uh, looking at computer terminals or or listening to audio logs and that kind of stuff. That's where a lot of your quest stuff is given. Mm. Um, although I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if there are any NPCs later on. So just so far, I've not seen a humanoid NPC. So... Is there not, and I know you said you're finding stuff through notes and all that stuff that you're reading. Is there not a story in this game? There is. And it revolves around these creatures that are kind of like ghouls, but they're called Scorched. And I found... So during one of the events, there was this uh, creature that flew over me. It didn't attack yet. Uh, it, it was level 50, and I was level 7. So thankfully it didn't attack. It was called a Scorch Beast. So mm-hmm. I, I think from what I've learned through the log so far, and minor spoilers for the beginning of the game, I think these Scorch Beasts are causing these... Uh, are creating these Scorched uh, enemies, which are basically humans. They kind of look like ghouls, but they're like red like a lot more red than ghouls are. I don't know. And then there are these husks that are laying around. They they aren't like really enemies, but it's like petrified corpses that fall apart when you approach them. Hmm. Interesting. So there there's a story revolving around that and like I think the story is eventually going to go towards how do we contain this problem to to the area that the game takes place in. Yeah. Is the world good? Yeah, there's a lot of different... I was surprised at how dense the locations were. Like, there isn't as much space between locations as I thought there would be. So there's just... There's a lot to explore. Nice. And 
thankfully so far players have been really cool and not attacking me yeah that's why i was just, yeah, just about to ask like been, have you ran into that i think player behavior has been fine i think early on everyone's just curious about what there is out there that they don't really get yeah. shit that other people are there yeah although you can team up with people and get bonus xp for teaming for being in a team with people and that also prevents friendly fire if you're in a team with someone so if you're on a team, what are you doing? Going and killing stuff, doing quests? Uh, you can share quests when you're in a team. Uh, you also can go do events around the map. Uh, I think... I forget how fast travel works, but I think you can fast travel between events. I'm not sure if locations work for that, though. I'd have to double-check. I haven't really... I haven't done any fast travel. I've been running completely on foot throughout this world because I, I find it very interesting to see what... What's yeah. happened? I am very, very intrigued by what the reception of this game is going to be because it seems a little you I, love it or you hate it. And I'm I'm not seeing too many people down the middle of that pack, you know? Yeah, I so I'm not I I'm reluctant to say that I'm love I'm in love with this game, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. enjoying what I'm playing so far. Right. And I'm just curious to see how long I still like it. And yeah. What, and what they do with the game, honestly, because it's it's an online yeah. video game. So that kind of hints at, oh, there might be like not just the world events that you go go to to like, around the map, but like events that actually affect the map itself. Uh, I wonder if Bethesda has plans for that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's I would hope I, I mean, I, I would hope that they would want to support this game, you know, very periodically and, you know, with with cool new stuff to keep players coming back to it, because, you know, it, it's a this is a very tough space to be in because there's so many of these games already, you know, these kind of online persistent worlds that that you kind of exist in with other people you know because there's destiny the division uh warframe i mean there's a lot of these games now and it's kind of hard to to pick one of them yeah or multiple of them Uh, that's what i mean so It, it it does have very stiff competition i know a lot of people might be scared away that this game is a survival game sort of but its survival elements are so light that they almost might as well not be there. So because very... all you have all you have is food and water. And I got you. I've never been short on food or water in my first three and a half hours with the game. So it's kinda of like the cores in Red Dead too. Like they're there, but they're kind of unnecessary in a way. Right, right. Uh, I got you. And I see like I there's always ways to like you can always uh, you get a water extractor that if you find a water source, you can just get water. And you can drink it right there. You can drink the dirty water. Or you can boil it and make it clean and safe. Uh, you can always... There's plenty of wildlife to hunt to make food. So, like, you, food and water should never really be a problem because there's always a source nearby. Right. So I, Interesting. I, I'm, I'm just not sure why that had to be in the game. That, that's all that's all i gotta say about it mm-hmm. i'm very intrigued on what your adventure you know will bring you yeah, you know i'm so, interested on hearing that every week you know yeah i 
I am recording every single moment I play this game, and I, I'm going to pull out some video stuff of it, but I'll, I'll share a little piece here that I, that I think, I'm not sure if it's a common thing that people come across, if it's just out in the world for everyone, but there, you know how there are those iBots, those iDrones? Yes. Yep. So there was one of those playing music and coming down the road. And behind it, chasing it, was a pack of baby mole rats. <laughs> and they were just, they were just, they didn't attack me or anything. They were just following this, this uh, eye, eye drone that was playing music. And I, I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. Just some random thing that happens in the world. And yeah, I'm, I look forward to seeing more of that game and seeing more ways that it's broken. Yeah. Because I've run into a few things that are broken, like I see a ghoul attack me with a hatchet, and then when I go to loot it, it says it has a machete. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird stuff like that, and uh, I'm sure there's more that I'll, I'll see. Yeah. As far as that goes, I tried to play Blackout before we did this podcast. Yeah, but How's guess that? what? My power went out. I had a blackout. Uh oh! <laughs> I was number twenty-seven. I hadn't seen another person. Yeah, it was closing in on the second circle. So, uh-uh. uh, I will have it- more blackout uh, to talk about next week. Did it run well for you? Yeah, it ran pretty well. Surprisingly well. Huh. I mean, good. again, I didn't see another player yet, so I don't know how it, how it would feel if in a hot combat zone. Yeah. So, I there will be more to say about that next week. Yeah. Did yeah, you pick I'm, it up I'm, because it was it was uh it was I think 20% off or something? No, I'm waiting until Black Friday. Walmart's going to have it. At least Walmart's going to have it for $35. Okay, cool. So I I might pick it up then. Because right. I'm intrigued by it. I will say that. Yeah. So I didn't get to play much of that. I played some Hitman 2. Yeah. And by God, that's a good game. Yeah. By God. Oh, boy. I'm... Depending on the situation of my transportation, I would very much like to sit on a couch with you and another friend or two, or however many we get there, and just mm-hmm. do some goofy-ass shit in that game. I would, I would be down for that. That sounds like a good time. I, so it's, it's a lot like the first Hitman game, which I played. And it has improvements. It, it's it's a lot. I feel like it's much e- easier game to understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I played the first level, and then I went back and played some of the Hitman One stuff with the Hitman Two mechanics, and that's pretty cool. So I, I I'm looking forward to playing through it. It's so all the maps come in no problem. So if you own Hitman 1, you're going to have to get the most recent update and then go redeem the Legacy Pack in Hitman 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, you download all the maps and they pop up in Hitman 2. Okay. Right on. So, yeah, Are the new it, maps it, any good? Uh, so I've played two of the new maps 
And yes, they are very good. The very first map is very much a tutorial map. There's not... It's basically introducing you to some of the mechanics of the game. It's not really... Mm-hmm. It's not like the training facility in the first Hitman, uh, but it is... It is kind of adjacent to that in, in a way that, like, you're... There's not much resistance uh, getting in and getting information, but then going out and then taking down the target. There's, like, armed guards and stuff. There's no civilians around to mess with and do any of those disguise mechanics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm... I like Hitman 2. I liked Hitman. I really like Hitman 2. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting some good buzz. It just, you know, seems like it's more of the same, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, more Hitman's good. In this case, yeah. Have you played anything else, Tyler? Yes, I did. Uh, it's just, it's a good time to be playing video games. Um, so I uh, ended up picking up Spyro's Reignited Trilogy. And uh, like, like, and I ended up playing it when I played Yakuza because I'm like, I need something, you know, a little bit more lighthearted right now. Okay. And that, you know, I have not played Spyro since I was a kid, literally. I mean, I and I, I adored all three of those games, especially the second and the third. Um, I can tell you things about those games. I don't remember a goddamn thing about the first game um, just because I didn't play it as much. So I ended up starting the first one, and that is a very enjoyable experience. And, and it's starting to come back to me, like some of the levels playing through them um, and the gameplay starting to come back to me. And, and, it, and it feels a lot better than I thought it did, to be honest with you, because... You know, I remember when I announced this, I was like, well, I think, you know, I, I'm just interested on how the gameplay holds up because, you know, Crash, I think, is easier to, uh, you know, bring to the modern age than Spyro. So that was my thing. And I think I was kind of wrong on that one, to be honest with you, because I just think it feels feels pretty good. I mean, it, it's a little bit. Uh, twitchier than I thought it was going to be, but it, it ends up playing very well. And they did a fantastic job, like just remastering the visuals of this. Uh, I mean, it's it's a gorgeous looking game, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see to see a lot more of it. Uh, it's incredibly easy so far. Like I don't remember the game being this easy, to be honest with you, um, but. I think it's also going to be a very easy platinum. Oh, okay. Uh, because I already, because I was popping a few trophies pretty quick, and then I just looked at them to see what they were, and uh, already, let, and this was just last night, uh, 4% of the players that played the first game had the platinum already. Oh, great. So I was like, wow. I mean, this game's been out for literally three days. So <laughs> I think the first one will be a pretty easy platinum. But uh, th- they do an interesting thing where you can have multiple save slots uh, and it tracks your progress in each game specifically and then each game overall. So like, I have 23% progress 
in the first game, but then I have 7% overall, which I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. I mean, it's just a nice little touch just, you know, by the end of it, like how far am I into all the Spyro games? So I'm very much looking forward to playing these games. It just, you know, I playing it last night. I literally like forgot what time it was. I, I just forgot about everything in just, was exploring these levels and, and had a smile on my face the whole time. So it's one of those games where have a, you know, a little bit of a shitty day, just sit back and play some Spyro and just enjoy, enjoy yourself. So look forward to playing a lot more of it. I, I will say, I, I, I think I am enjoying the crash remakes more only because crash is a little bit, you know, it has a, um, better spot in my heart you could say but it is nice to go back to spyro it, it's it i'll say this too it's great to see spyro being talked about again and not as a fucking joke you know what i mean of, but skylanders yeah and i know skylanders has had its audience and everything but uh it was always like oh spyro nah, he's a skylanders guy now and, you know now spyro's back being what he always should have been man and what's that? What what should have Spyro always been? This uh, nice, fun, sarcastic ass platformer. Okay, that's my jam. So I would absolutely love if Activision gave the green light to a brand new Spyro and Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Why not? Wait. That's a, a lot of uh go ahead, sorry. No, 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 don't, don't. I was I'm, just gonna say that's a lot of like brand new video games that we've talked about here today so far. It's it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Absolutely. How I many know. new games are out? I mean, what's left? Battlefield, Just Cause Four, Man. Smash and Dark Siders three. I mean, those are kind of the big ones that I can think of that that's left. I mean, I'm really probably only going to get one of them realistically yeah. right now. But uh, still, I mean, it's still crazy to think of how many big games we've gotten this fall so far. And there's still, you know, four or five more left. Well, Tyler, it's a good time to play video games. It is a good time to play video games. And it's, it is a time, Tyler. It is a time to celebrate. Yeah, the fifth anniversary an anniversary of PlayStation Four. It's been five years, Tyler. Five years with PlayStation Four, and they put up a bunch of numbers. A lot of it bullshit, dumb stuff like how many updates there were. Uh, it, yeah, it, what controllers so were, were best? I don't know. There, there's yeah. there's a bunch of dumb stuff here, but eighty six million uh shipped units. Of the PlayStation 4? Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Uh, this also comes alongside a bundle they're doing with Black Ops 4. Uh, nope. Which will be available on Black Friday. Dude. Or no, not Black Friday. It's, it's actually a week after Black Friday. Yeah. But PlayStation 4 probably has... And I'm just... I'm just saying, I think they have the best holiday bundles 
from a strategic standpoint because they have the Spider-Man bundle, a Red Dead Redemption 2 bundle, and a Black Ops 4 bundle. Like, those are three of the biggest titles of the whole year. Thank God they didn't Pretty do smart. Black Ops 4 skinned PlayStation. Oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> kind of a traditional thing. Black Ops 3 was. Yeah. Just add another bar and ship it. Yep. Exactly. Although that would be pretty damn funny if they did that. Just add another bar and then shift it out. Um, the top five best-selling titles are not very surprising, but um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Call of Duty World War 2, FIFA 17, FIFA 18, and GTA 5 are the top five best-selling titles on yeah, the PS4. Seems, seems about right. Yeah. Most popular titles... Which I guess comes from, uh, I guess because you don't sell free games, they had to put Fortnite up there. <laughs> right. Fortnite's up there, and then it's basically the same games as we just talked about. And then most downloaded PlayStation Plus games, Black Ops 3, Destiny 2, Dead by Daylight, Just Cause 3, and Mafia 3. Unsurprising for a lot of them there. So... And then very cool. Yeah, very it, cool. And then they say rarest PS4 model. Obviously the limited edition yeah. 500 million one. Why the fuck do you even list that there? <laughs> oh no shit. Especially when like why did you also list that oh we had 11 major updates since the launch of our platform? Like yeah. that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> nope. Especially when a lot of those updates do a do just nothing. Just nothing. Yeah. A lot of the updates I don't know what the fuck they did. It's it's like they asked someone someone uh <clears throat> low down the chain, hey, give us another number we can slap on this baby. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And, hey new it, guy, what number can we good. can we brag about? Yeah. It's crazy that it's been five years since PS4 is out. Like it's just it feels like yesterday, you know. I'm I am very happy with my launch PS4, which is still running and running yeah. well. Yep. A very stable platform. I would say. Yeah. There has been no massive hardware issue this generation, unlike last. With the 360. Let's, let's not drudge up some bad memory. No. But also, Sony isn't going to be creating any memories next year at E3 <laughs> because they will not be in attendance. This is was sort of, I think this was leaked out of some ESA statement that they were going to make about E3. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation is not going to be there basically because they don't have a mu- enough to show, which I, at least that's what I, I think. I don't think there was a reason here. That was put up, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be different without Sony. Yeah, I, I saw this when I got home today, and I was just I was kind of stunned to be honest with you. I, I never really thought that PlayStation would back out of E3, and they're doing it entirely, which. That's a big decision. You know, E3 is a very expensive thing to put on. And it's also like once you give up your floor space as well, it's it's a little bit harder to get it back. 
Um, and that's where a lot of like developers and publishers and stuff, I'm sure, you know, the ESA would be like, yeah, Sony, we'll give you back your floor space. No problem. But, you know, that that is a pretty big decision. Good. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they put out a a very corporate statement saying that uh, as the industry evolves, Sony interacts. Active entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we're always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 2019. We're exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019, and can't wait to share our plans with you. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there have been rumors bouncing about, but nothing really substantiated about what they'll do. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sounds like they they don't have anything left for the PlayStation Four, and it sounds like maybe PlayStation Five's just around the corner, and they don't have anything to show for that just yet. Yeah, I mean, I think it's either that or. They want to just hold off and just have their own event to reveal PlayStation 5, and they don't want to have E3 and this event competing with one another. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could totally see both them and Microsoft having their own events and revealing what's the next major thing for their platform hardware wise next year, you know, I don't think any of them are going to be out, but I can see them doing that. Maybe they just don't want to compete with themselves, you know, Mm. but, but Sean Layden, you know, came out and said, the reason why we're not doing PSX this year is because we just don't have anything to show. So that could be another thing as well, um, that they just don't, they don't feel they have enough to show to make up an entire conference and, and have some sort of strange thing that they had this past year, summer. Um, but it's going to feel fucking weird without them, you know, because it's always like Monday night, you know, Microsoft is when everybody's went and, and you're just waiting for what Sony's going to wow you with at the end of the night and it's just not going to be there e3 is just going to feel a little little bit different this year or this next year i should say i i don't know like who who takes up that space though like it's there, there's going to be a void and i imagine someone else is going to be like hey we're gonna have a press conference now that sony isn't here and who is it honestly i yeah oh I have no clue. And I, I I mean, I think it will be a major opportunity for Microsoft to come in and, and do we something have all crazy. all the third parties on our stage because exactly. there's another stage for them to be on. I mean, they had a shitload of third parties last year, and that's when everybody was there. And now, you know, they could really just own everything at E3 this year conversationally, and, and that would just be huge for them. Um, it's a big opportunity for them. Yeah, I I am very excited to see what they do, how they respond to this. Yeah, and, and also, like... I guess there's two things with this, uh, and this they're just kind of hypothetical questions. But does Sony 
do a PSX at all next year? And do they come back to E3 in 2020? Uh, or do they do something different? Do they do, uh, you know, their own event? Or maybe their only thing they do is PSX? Or do they do something around E3 time, but maybe they pull a a uh, Microsoft and a an EA and do their own thing offsite. You know what I mean? Yeah. What regardless of whatever they do, it's going to it's Sony if they do put on another event, if they put on their own independent event, they will have to have a lot to show for it to justify yes. dying away from E3 because yeah. at E3, it's very easy to say, "Hey, third parties, how about you come over here and do this thing? But when it's like a PlayStation focused event and if it's after E3, when all the third parties already have shown what they're going to show, they've already shown their hands about what's going to happen this year. It's just like you're getting you're getting sloppy seconds there if if they're the ones coming to lift your show up. So Sony has to have something first party or they have to have multiple things honestly because yeah. God help me if I have to sit through another Death Stranding or The Last of Us 2 trailer. Like, <laughs> I that's that's the last thing I need to see at a Sony event. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe E3 would be competing with whatever plans they want and at said event they're going to have a ton of shit to just drop and it's going to be like E3 a few years ago, you know, when it's just bam bam bam. Thing after thing, that the was thing just is, crazy. I just, I just can't imagine I that. I, I can't imagine that. Like, yeah. unless I like, don't there, know. There are very few scenarios where they have things in the chamber to do it, and yeah, I think that that has to do with it. Does Naughty Dog still have that second studio working? You know, the yeah. one that did the Lost Legacy. Are they going to do something with the, the Last of Us or another uh, Uncharted thing? Who knows? Uh, but like, I see. I just don't know who else has something ready. Because yeah, at this time I, I I'm not sure either, because you know that E3 in 2016 was like the fucking stars aligned. You know what I mean? That's like a once in a generation thing, and I just feel, you know, three years after that, I don't know, maybe not, but who knows? It's just a crazy, crazy thing when you really think about it. Yeah, it's also a changing, t- you know. E3 has changed so drastically over just the past few years with different publishers, you know, and developers pulling out of it. It's not, I think gamers still make a big deal of it, but it's not as big of a deal as I think it used to be in terms of getting information out to the people uh, that you want to get out to because you don't want to compete you know it's like why microsoft moved from monday to sunday because they don't want to be drowned out they want to own the conversation for a little while mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe playstation the same way maybe it's just like who gives a shit let's just do our own thing and we'll be the talk of the town we don't need to compete with all these people but damn it's always such a special day you know it's like it's quite honestly the day i look forward to the most every fucking year oh really that's that's a bold statement it's it's if not the most it's damn close like i i just i love e3 it's it's a good fucking time um so i think it, it i think this does have something to do with playstation 5 there's 
there was a job listing at Square Enix that hinted towards developing something for the PlayStation 5. It has been mm-hmm. since uh, taken down, but that's out there. Uh, yeah. PlayStation 5, I imagine 2020. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's that close. I would agree with that. And, and I think this is the first time we've seen anybody actually say PlayStation 5. What else are they going to call it, Tyler? I mean, I don't think they're going to call it anything different. <laughs> but, the you PlayStation know, V? Yeah. You know, no one has really come out and said PlayStation 5. Um, which, c- cool, but I also think PS5 does not roll off the tongue like any of the other playstations as is me uh, no they're Not just they would change another, course but you know it's, it's just the the playstation 4 yeah. elite they have the playstation 4 pro now we have the playstation 4 elite <laughs> but microsoft owns the elite moniker eh. all right well I'll, I'll keep working on i'll keep working on it I'll, I'll i'll show sony all the names that i have for their next console all right what um just kind of sky what do you think this new triple a game from square enix is um and dude oh, and after they released the quiet man i don't know what square enix <laughs> wants to do i'm trying to think of everything that they own hey Maybe it's the new Final Fantasy. Maybe they're hiring people for the Final Fantasy. Like this, this is it's a hiring list. Yeah. It's, it's something they, they want to hire people to work on. So it's probably, I'd guess, not something that's coming soon, just based on what what uh, Square Enix has released recently. Um, I'd imagine maybe another Final Fantasy is in the works, but I don't know. Yeah, that's why I would think it would be. It's either. I, I, my my guess would be it's either Final Fantasy seven or sixteen. But I feel like I don't know. Square wouldn't want to put their eggs in the sixteen basket yet until they get seven out. This is all stuff that's coming. Uh, we don't know any yeah. of that. We don't know what's going to be releasing all, on the PlayStation 4. I mean, PlayStation 5 or whatever it's called. But we do know what's coming later this year on the PlayStation 4. And Tyler, we have three quick announcements. Yeah. Video games coming to PlayStation 4. The first of which, Warhammer Vermintide 2. It's a Left 4 Dead-like game where you play it, where you fight these rats. There's special rats. Yeah. It's... So I played the first Vermintide, and it's very much like Left 4 Dead. I imagine Vermintide 2 is very similar. I think those kinds of games are fun. I'm not sure if we'll Agreed. get together to play this. I thought this was... Yeah, I thought this was already on PlayStation, to be honest with you. Uh, I think... It's it on came, Xbox. I, I think that. it came to Xbox first, honestly. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, if you pre-order it now, you get into the closed beta, and it's right. coming out December eighteenth. Another thing coming out in December is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. December seventh, there are some pre-order bonuses attached to that. Uh, they have a Nathan Drake outfit, uh, and Ellie. They have Ellie's backpack. Uh, they're 
multiple different levels that you could pre-order it at, but the standard edition will knock you back 30 bones. I'm just, is it too late? I think it is too late for it to catch on a PlayStation 4. I, think. I would agree with that. I don't... I wish I didn't have to say that, but I think it is too late. Yeah. But coming before... I think the mind share is with... I was just going to say, I think the mind share on PS4 is with Fortnite and Blackout at this point. It's a little hard for PUBG to compete with that. Before PUBG or Warhammer come, we will have Marvel Spider-Man later this month. November 20th, the Turf Wars DLC is out. They are staying on schedule with the Spider-Man DLC. Yep. And it seems like... Yeah, it's, I'm very impressed that they've stayed on schedule with all of this. Yeah. Video game development is hell at times. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome that it'll, it'll be out so soon. It continues the story from the first one, so you, you'll be introduced to Hammerhead. There's new suits, which they look pretty fucking awesome. I'll say that. Uh, you got the Iron Spider suit you have, which makes makes you look like Iron Man. Uh, the okay. Spider Clan, which looks like uh, the suit from the Into the Spider-Verse movie that's coming out. And then was that Spider Armor MK1? Okay. Don't know that one. Anyways, very cool. Yeah, or Spider-Man. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of business for the next section here. We have three stories about business. The first of which here, you know, uh, this year, I've noticed it more this year than other years, but special editions, like the premium versions, the versions that you pay more money for, you're getting some early access this year. That's to include a game not on PlayStation 4, Forza Horizon 4, which I did. Uh... There's yeah. also Battlefield 5, which is this week. Uh, I think people on Games Pass are already playing it, that, but Game Pass is... I mean, not Game Pass, uh, EA Access yeah. already playing it, but you don't have EA Access on PlayStation 4 just yet. Uh, I think one of the premium versions coming out, you can play it starting this Friday. And then everyone else starts <coughs> next week. So yes. uh, I mentioned this is that... Uh, th- People are saying, CEOs, business people, are saying that these uh, special editions that grant early access are selling very well. Are you at all surprised? Yes and no. Um, No, I'm not surprised because, um, you know, if you're very excited about a game you're going to want to play it as soon as you can. So that doesn't surprise me there. Uh, What I'm surprised about is that they're selling well because they are expensive. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's some other things that go with it, but definitely the early access part is, is what people like the most. And it's sometimes, you know, 80 to a hundred dollars that you're paying for the game instead of just 60 for waiting for five more days, you know? So yes and no to that. What, what about you? Uh, I am not at all surprised that people are willing to pay their way into something early to feel special. 
Yeah, not not at all surprised about that or that people are just impatient. Like there are a lot of reasons that people might want to get into a game early. And it yeah. just and if you have the means, why not? If you can afford to do that, why wouldn't you? If if that's something mm-hmm. that's that's w- within your budget. And I think it makes sense that they're offering this, and they did did mention that they don't want to do this for every game because then that makes release dates kind of just irrelevant. Yeah. Released when? I guess when you have enough money to buy the game and the price of the game is going down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've I've never felt compelled to do this um but it's also yeah i mean like i said it's kind of a psychological thing that they're trying to get out of like ooh, i'm playing the game before everybody else and i'm cool you know what i mean it's it, it's silly but i i understand why some people would want to play a game early i did it for forza mm-hmm. horizon 4 because honestly i was just in a mood that i was like i I really need this right now. <laughs> I, it's, it, I just had a hankering. Forza. I got it. Early. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I imagine that we will see more of this in the future, but will it ever reach its breaking point? I'm not sure. Right. Next up, you know that, that Goliath called THQ Nordic? That's yeah. be buying everyone? Um, yes. Well, they they bought Bugbear and Coffee Stain, makers of Wreckfest and Goat Simulator. So, what the hell, man? How much money does THQ Nordic have? I, 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 I'm not sure, but they're... I feel like they're buying up properties and developers that are, you know, not the biggest things, uh, but it's stuff that they could make money off of if they do it well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they might not make EA or Activision numbers, but they'll make enough to just feed into the next round of of titles that they make. It's they're a bizarre company. I read that they have 35 Five games in development right now, um, and, and, it's, and it's they're also putting out too. stuff that I'm just not sure of. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Like it's, I, they they put out so many things that they have published that I'm like, I didn't even know that was them that that put that out. Mm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Very curious. Do they fill the void? They fill the E3 void. <laughs> um. No, I don't. I don't think they they can hold people's attention or people give a shit that much for them to have a conference. Well, I, I yeah, d- definitely not uh, next year. But I feel like if they keep building like this, and it depends on how their games do. I'm very curious about Darksiders three because I think that's going to be the. Yeah, I've said that time and again that that's going to be the indicator on how how uh, it'll define what THQ Nordic is because right. It's kind of like the biggest thing that they still put out. Um, that and um, Metro Exodus. Yeah. It's, Which, yeah. Metro's looking good. Uh, Darksiders looks we neat, but I feel game. like there's not a lot of buzz. And yeah, we haven't seen a ton of that game where we've seen a, a decent amount of Metro. Yeah. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know, man. It's interesting. 
THQ Nordic getting big. Yeah. When are they going to drop the Nordic? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that'll be the year they they have their uh, E3 conferences. They they drop Nordic and they just have a <laughs> THQ conference at E3. Right. Right. Well, another continuing story of this year, Telltale Games shutting down. It's starting to affect storefronts now, such as Steam, the PlayStation Network, uh, Xbox Live. Uh, But older Telltale games are starting to disappear. So, you want to get your hands on some Telltale games, you should probably do that sooner rather than later. If that's something you're interested in. But also, I wouldn't want to reward management by buying their game because they've already no. fired everyone who made them. So I don't know. Maybe pirate them? I don't know. Who knows? So it's looking like right now some of the titles are like Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe some of their older stuff, but they're looking to uh, liquidate. Yeah. liquidate that stuff. A lot of their assets, which, you know, let's be honest, they have IP, but they're not theirs. Yep. So. Oh, I will get all the money from the sales of this old game that doesn't sell. Yeah. Sure, let's buy that. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Telltale is starting to disappear from video games. Just sad, because I wish... I wish management was better there to such degree that they could continue, but that's not the case. Yeah. Let's cheer ourselves up, Tyler, because it's always fun when we're in awards season. And we are approaching yeah. awards season very quickly. Very, very quickly. We have nominees for the Game Awards. The Jeff Keeley Show. The Keeleys. Yeah. Call them. Yeah. I'm not sure I, I love agree the with a lot of these nominations, but we'll go through a lot of the nominations, all these categories here. Some of these categories we shouldn't read because we don't know yeah. a lot about them. Right. Do you want to start with Game of the Year or do you want to end with Game of the Year? Why don't we just get it out of the way here? Okay. Game of the Year. It's the biggest award that they give out the nominees are assassin's creed odyssey celeste god of war spider-man monster hunter world and red dead redemption 2 yeah okay i'm assuming you have gripes with the bottom game there i i don't think red dead Dead redemption Redemption 2 2. is good at being a video game so it shouldn't win game of the year It is a remarkable world. It is a fantastically realized world, but it's not a it's not the best video game of the year. <laughs> I mean, I don't think and this obviously we'll get into our own list at the end of the year. I don't think Red Dead's going to win like at all. I think I think this year honestly belongs to God of War. Um much like when Sony put out The Last of Us in 2013, and then GTA 5 came out. And everybody was like, oh my god, GTA 5 is so good, but Game of the Year is The Last of Us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I, I really think God of War is going to win. I don't mind Red Dead Redemption 2 being on here as a nomination. I think all these games are really great. Um, I can see how people have a bone to pick with that one. What do you think about Spider-Man being on this list? Um, I don't think that belongs either, honestly. I don't think it's a Game of the Year candidate. I think it's a very good video yeah, game. It's, I mean, it's very good. It's but it's very much yeah. a lot of this stuff is a template. It feels like, and what what puts that game over the top of just being a, a template a open world game is just the traversal and stuff. But I don't think that itself makes it a game of the year game for me. So what would you? What would be your nominees? Um. Well, let's just start with this list. I'd replace Red Dead Redemption Redemption 2 with Tetris Effect because uh, I love that <laughs> game so fucking much. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, I, I have a tweet thread that I'm looking up just to, just to refresh my memory of what I wrote down. I'd have to play more Hitman 2, but Hitman 2, I'm, so far, I'm enjoying a lot. I think Forza Horizon 4 should replace Spider-Man or Red Dead Redemption 2. I would say, yeah, who? I, I think Forza Horizon 4 deserves a spot on this list. I'm just trying to decide what to throw off of it. And to me, I'm leaning towards Monster Hunter World, but that is simply because I have not played that game, and I don't think that's very fair. So, But I'm trying to decide if I like that game more than Spider-Man. I don't know. Maybe I'd throw off Odyssey. I haven't played enough Odyssey. Throw it off. So I don't know. But I, I would agree with you on that one. Anyways, um, best ongoing game. Yeah, this one's interesting. We got Destiny 2. Yeah, we got Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six Siege. I think all of those games honestly could win. Yeah, it's it, it's a toss-up. I think the popularity of Fortnite's going to put it over. I agree. I Although think I, I think honestly, if the, I'm speaking honestly, I think Destiny 2 Forsaken deserves it. Yeah. I think No Man's Sky I would say, did get better. I think it's the most improved game, but I don't think it's the best ongoing game. Yeah. I, I, I would say either Destiny 2 Forsaken, No Man's Sky, like if they took that, I, I would be happy just because of what those games did to kind of reinvent themselves to get it to where people like it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, best game direction got Haze Light Studio with A Way Out, Quantic, Quantic Dream with Detroit, uh, Sony Santa Monica with God of War, Insomniac Games with Spider Man, and Rockstar Games with Red Dead Redemption Two. This one's interesting. I love um, the way uh, A Way Out is shot. I think that's uh, man. I I love the design of A Way Out. Yeah. And I also I, I want to see Joseph Ferris on stage at the Game Awards again. Yes, I I I I love the way that is done as well. I think all of these games have a a shot, uh, um, and I'm just gonna say like I like the direction of Red Dead Redemption Two to an extent, but I can totally understand why that would turn people off because it's slow i think what i like about it is just you know 
how it sinks you into that world and the details of that world and everything, I think, is just through the fucking roof. God of War, dude. That was really good as well. Yeah, I like the way they played with scale in God of War. There was a lot of cool set pieces. Exactly, and I love just how they dealt with an open world that's not really an open world, but, you know, you felt so in it, you know. And also just the direction they took that game just saved that that franchise, in my opinion. Best narrative. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm not sure if I would go for any of these. Really? Honestly. What would you go for? Uh, I'd say Yakuza 6, honestly. Okay. I got you. Uh, it's fair. I mean, I didn't play Detroit. Uh, I think Life is Strange 2 Episode 1 is just too short, honestly. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say too short, but it's incomplete. It's it's leading into something else. It's it's an incomplete story. It's not a whole story in, its, in and of itself. Right. I think Spider-Man was okay. I, I still have a lot to play in Red Dead Redemption 2, but I feel mm-hmm. like they... Personally, I've seen so many Westerns, and I see what they're... like. Even if they won't admit it, I see what they're leaning on in in their retelling of, of the Western. Yeah. God of War, I, I like it's God definitely of War. God, yeah. I would say it's definitely God of War for me. Um, but Detroit Become Human has a very good story, although it, it can get a little kind of lame and in tropey and stereotypical at times um but i think the the knock against red dead redemption 2 is that it's just too fucking big that most people might not see it all the way through to vote for it you know because it is it's a good story so far i'm i'm loving it but i can do it best art direction Assassin's creed odyssey god of war octopath traveler red dead redemption 2 and return of the Uber din Replace Red Dead Redemption Two with Tetris Effect for best art direction. I don't think, I don't think Red Dead Redemption Two has a particularly compelling art direction. No, I I can agree with you on that because it's going for like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Sure, they're doing Greece, but we've seen Greece so many times in video games. Yeah, like let's replace Red Dead. Um, God, I mean, there's so many games I think you could put on there. Um. Tetris effect, I think it's a good one in terms of just visuals and art direction there. Um, Celeste, I mean, Celeste is a beautiful fucking game. Uh, Guacamelee 2 is incredible. I, I think there's definitely some shuffling on this list. I think God of War, Octopath Traveler, and Return of the Overdan absolutely deserve to be on here. Um, and my my nod so. would go toward Octopath Traveler. I would agree with that. I I, I, I just love Octopath Traveler time. has such an incredible look. Yeah. Okay. Best score: Ooh. Celeste, God of War, Spider Man, Nino Cooney Two, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption Two. And oh boy. I love Octopath. I love God of War. I'm not yeah. sure why Spider-Man's here because it, it's basically I, just Marvel music. Yes, I and like that's not a knock against Marvel say music, that. but we hear that stuff all the time in the movies, so to hear it in a video game isn't particularly special. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Like, I, I really don't understand why Spider-Man's on this list. Uh, 
Uh, so let's let's throw that one out. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two, I think, has a good soundtrack. Put Tetris Effect in there for another award. It came out too late to be nominated. Damn it! I know. That's that's one thing that sucks. Um, to me, Celeste or God of War. Uh, I'm happy if if it goes that way. I, I just haven't played Optic Patch, so uh, best audio design: Black Ops Four, Forza Horizon Four, God of War, Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. I love how those cars sound. Yeah, especially I love the different weather and stuff. You hear like well. the crunch, a little bit of the snow, and hear the gravel rattling around and stuff like that. I I love Forza Horizon 4's audio. Yeah, uh, that that's that's my nod. Um, I do enjoy God of Wars a lot, and uh, Black Ops Call of Duty always has incredible audio design. Um, once again, I'm not sure if I would give it to Spider Man. Yeah, I mean it does have some cool ef- effects with all the gadgets and stuff. They sound pretty cool, but I'm not sure if that's enough. Yeah. Uh, best performance: Brian. Deckert as Connor in Detroit Become Human, Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War, uh, Malasanti Mahut as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2, and Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker. Peter, wow, can't speak. Peter Parker in Spider Man. God damn, there's some great performances here. I. I'd either go for Christopher Judd or Yuri Lowenthal. But I haven't played Assassin's Creed because I, I, I imagine that from what I hear, Cassandra is very well done in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I, I can go any way. I think the one that I wouldn't lean towards is Detroit Become Human. While I think, you know, Brian Deckard's performance as Connor is good, uh, you know, he has a very uh, – I'm trying to think how to put it. It's very kind of one note for a long time in there in that game. Um, Cassandra is really well done, and Kratos is incredibly well done. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm really enjoying Arthur Morgan the more that I play Red Dead Redemption 2. That, I think, is a great – you know, voice performance that just makes his character really come to life. I just think the one I have to give it to is, is Yuri from, uh, for Spider-Man, just cause that's a really great Peter Parker that, that, uh, that's done there. So yeah. gotta do that. Games for impact. 11, 11 memories retold Celeste Florence life is strange to episode one in the missing JJ Macfield in the Island of memories. So I haven't played the. So this is the award that always has. Yeah, me either. And and this is an award that always has like a social impact. That's kind of what they're trying to go for there. Yeah, I. Um, you've played Florence. Well, what do you think of that one? I think Florence. I think Florence is the winner. To be honest, it tells. Mm. It is. It is a story that is very. It isn't told very much. Just like. How human it is! It is the most human game, I think, on this yeah. list. I would agree with them. Best independent game: Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Din, and The Messenger. What a goddamn list! Anyone could win, and I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I gotta lean 
towards Celeste, but man, Dead Cells is really good. Uh, and I've heard just nothing but amazing things about the bottom three. I need to play The Messenger. That's a game I really need to dive into. Mm. Uh, best mobile game. I mean, have you played any of these? There's Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns. Uh, game of Thrones. I guess you've played Florence. I've played Florence. I've played <laughs> Fortnite and PUBG Mobile, and I don't like those games there. Uh, I yeah. refuse to play a Game of Thrones mobile game. Yeah, I just I can't. I don't imagine. even know what that is. To be honest with, you. I think they're, uh, they're missing some things here. I think Dragalia yeah. is better than Fortnite or PUBG Mobile. Hmm. I would be a little sad if this award was given to Fortnite or PUBG Mobile. While I think it's cool that those games run on phones, I don't know. I think best mobile games should go to games that are actually designed specifically for mobile. Like, I just think there's better ways to play PUBG and Fortnite. So I don't know. Uh, best VR slash AR game. Great. Astrobot oh. Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. Oh, boy. <laughs> I need to play more of these games. I've only played Moss and VR off of this list. I haven't played Astrobot yet. I haven't played Beat Saber yet. That releases later this month. I, I guess I played Firewall Zero Hour at events and stuff, and that was fun, but I don't think that's the best on this list. And I'd have to try out Tester's Effect in VR. I don't know. I'd, I've heard very excellent things. I think Astrobot's going to win. I don't know enough to give a nod to any of these. I would agree. Best action game, Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. I think you absolutely have to give this to Dead Cells, but that's just me. Dead Cells. I I think from a moment-to-moment action standpoint, Dead Cells absolutely blows these games out of the water, if you're talking about just that. Hmm. Best action-adventure game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mean, kind of things that we've been talking about all along. Um, I just got to go with God of War now. I think that the adventure of that is just above all of these, in my opinion. If this was the best moving around game, I'd say Spider-Man, but I have to agree with you, God of War. Yeah. Best role-playing game, Dragon Quest Oh, my category. 11. It goes to an elusive age. Yeah. <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2. I played none of these games, so this is all you. God. And. Shit, man. <laughs> I, I'd be happy with any of these, except I, I'd, I'd put. I'd knock Dragon Quest 11 down. Like, I don't think that's going to win. Uh, but, man, those other four. I, yeah, I personally would give a nod to Nino Kuni too, mm. but not Monster Hunter. I, you're going to see at the end of the year where things or things stack right. up for me. All right, all right. Uh, best fighting game: uh, Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter Five Arcade. You've only played one of these. I've only played two of these. Yeah. I Soul Calibur Six is good. It is I'll say good. that. And uh, it's kind of not fair because I do have a preference for 3D fighters rather than 2D fighters. So Dragon Ball Fighter Z kind of 
it gets put down by virtue yeah. of the type of fighting game it is. It, but and it's Dragon Ball Fighter Z is very good. I and but Soul Calibur Six. I know, I know. Um, best family game: Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked Two, Starlink Battle for Alice, and Super Mario Party. And I don't know if I want to give this to tennis or overcooked. I lost yeah. the tennis championships. I'm going to say overcooked. <laughs> I think overcooked's probably the way to go, but at the same time, overcooked's going to make you hate your family. So maybe it's <laughs> not, not the best family game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, best strategy game The Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. It's either Battletech or Into the Breach. Yeah. I'd give the nod to Battletech, honestly. Alright. Uh, best sports slash racing game, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. I feel like this isn't even close. Forza. Forza. Yeah. Forza. Exactly. Best multiplayer game, Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. I need to play more of Call of Duty. I need to play more yeah. Call of Duty. Yep. But the popularity of Fortnite is going to push it over. I think it, I think it's going to win, even though it's not the one that I give odd to. Yeah, I mean, it is a great multiplayer no, game. Destiny 2 Forsaken with Gambit. I, You know what? Screw it. I don't care what Black Ops 4 does. I think Destiny 2 Forsaken takes us. For That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think the way Bungie kind of reignited Crucible in that game and then Gambit and, you know, all the new, new strikes and endgame activities, like, they really brought that back to being a great multiplayer experience to me. Uh, best student game? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, we don't, if you've, I don't, I don't know, know any of these games, so skip that one. Uh, best debut indie game, Donut County, Florence Moss, The Messenger, and Yoku's Island Express. Those are, that, Yoku's Island Express is another game that I have to play. Yeah. I, for a debut indie game, I think Moss being a VR game, as a debut indie developer, I think that should be ordered yeah. to create something so cool in VR. I think Moss I would agree. it. I would agree with that one. Uh, best esports game. I don't know how well Whatever. we can answer this one, but CS:GO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. I don't know. Fortnite isn't that exciting to watch competitively to me. Um, that's all I'll I don't say. Like watching any of these Overwatch games is just a goddamn. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of esports categories which we'll skip because we just don't watch. I mean, I guess. Sonic there Fox, is, Sonic Fox. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's the esports player, and then there's also the esports event, which maybe some some people have some good things there. But like esports coach, couldn't tell you. Esports couldn't moment. T- I've only seen one of these, but the side switch against Goichi and Dragon Ball Z that was fucking insane. How that played out. That was yeah. so dramatic. Right. I don't. I don't see anything else winning. And then, <laughs> I guess they're changing this category up a little bit. It used to be trending gamer. Now it's content creator of the year. Um, Dr. Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokimane, and Willy Rex. I think it should 
speed, but PlayStation report. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, Everyone else. Can this, the, this award is cursed because as soon as someone wins it, we find out something horrible about them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Dr. Disrespect last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Should have given it to Steven Spoon last year because he actually yeah. did good things for people like that don't get good good things done for very often. Yeah, he created a company that helps disabled real. gamers. How did he not win last year? Yeah, that's all I got to say. About I'm it. also interested. You know, they they do the whole industry icon thing every year. Mm-hmm. That's always a very cool thing to celebrate somebody that has paved the way to make video games what they are today you know i'm I'm interested in in what that'll be um it's been a damn good year for video games it really has so i'm excited for game awards yeah it's always it's always a fun watch uh we can we can almost guarantee a uh, kojima appearance and another death stranding trailer yeah the Game Awards are Thursday, December 6th. Yep. Maybe we should just hang out and watch it together. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to figure out things about how I'm going to get another car. Yeah. That one's total. <laughs> the one that... Right. Yeah. There's... Yeah. It's going to be a the... very interesting rest of the year for me. <laughs> I would say... The invite is in your mailbox. I'll say that. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. Well, it is getting... It, it's November. Yeah. Which means it's time for things to go on sale for, you know, people buying other people's stuff for whatever holiday they celebrate, you know? Gift giving is a tradition here in America. Yeah. Which and also November means- is the month where things go on sale to buy those gifts. Exactly, and it also means that Thanksgiving is next week, which is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, man. Oh, oh my boy. god, I can't believe how quickly this year, and specifically this month, has went. But yeah, there's Black Friday deals. PlayStation has announced some deals out here. Let's... Oh, man. Alright, so let's get down to the bullet point. Uh, there is a PlayStation 4 bundle with Spider-Man. For $200, it's a standard Damn. PS4 with one terabyte of storage. It includes a physical copy of the game and a controller, of course. $200 for a base PS4, not bad. Yeah. DualShock 4, if you need an extra controller, those will be down to $40 US if you want a different color. I already I splurged earlier this year and got the PlayStation 500 million celebration or whatever. Yep. Controller. It looks pretty cool. I brought it over when we played Soul Calibur. Yeah. It's a cool uh, controller. PlayStation VR. If you were interested in VR, you can get it for $200. Wow. And of course there's discounts going on for PlayStation Plus. I think there are special deals for PlayStation Plus members, and there's deals on Plus. So, look for that on the PlayStation Store, where you will also find new games. Tyler, do any of the, like, what do you look forward most 
on Black... What, what are you looking to buy on Black Friday? I know you already mentioned Call of Duty Black Ops 4, but what else is on your wish list? Yeah. I mean, Black Ops 4 is kind of the big one because some of the other games that I'm thinking of probably won't be on sale because they just released. Um, so Black Ops 4 is probably the big one to me. PlayStation Plus, honestly, is another one because yeah, um, I need to renew maybe. it. Exactly. So, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. Also, really quick. Yeah? If you guys have not seen it, please go watch the Black Friday thing that Xbox put together at their XO event. Oh, yes. That was so fucking funny. It's so not typical of Microsoft. <laughs> what is typical of Microsoft is really anymore? They, they've become so different than the, like, yeah, throughout this generation, they've evolved because they've had to. They had to become the fun company. I feel they I feel like they've had to fill that in. I think that's how they yeah. managed to try to claw their way back into the mind space. I agree with that, um, but I also feel they've been very buttoned up on their messaging, and not that this wasn't, but this was very, very open and, and just goofy and and you know just doing whatever they want sort of thing. And it, you know, it's not something obviously they would ever put on like an E three stage, mm-hmm. you know, some just that dumb. Uh, it's it's good. Go watch it if you guys haven't seen it. Sometimes dumb is good. Speaking of dumb, look at the dumb number of games releasing this week that we're going to read to the good people of the internet. Yeah. Do you want to get us started, or would you like me to start? Uh, I will start with Chim Party on PS4. Launch, wobble, jump, and rotate your chimps. Using simple and intuitive one-button controls, just download the free Chimp Party app and use your smartphone or tablet as a controller. Chimp Party is the newest addition to the PlayLink range of games for PS4. Okay. Fantastic. A one-button game. Yeah. Also, the art for this next game is just through the fucking roof. Emerald Shores is out on PlayStation 4. Emerald Shores is a challenging 16-bit platformer with a bunch of twists. Level up, take on rewarding side quests, play unique minigames, unlock secret levels, raise a pet monster, fight an optional mega-level beast of a boss, and more. Okay. Fallout 76. Digital and retail. Bethesda Game Studios welcomes you to Fallout 76. The online prequel where everything surviving, where every surviving human is a real person, work together or not to survive under the threat of nuclear annihilation, experience the largest world ever created in Fallout. And I will say that map is huge. (laughs) Next up is Gnome's Garden. New home. Gnome's Garden New Home, a continuation of the exciting fantasy strategy game about the world of gnomes. Oh, I thought they were going on with that. <laughs> Obtain the crystal <laughs> of eternal light and return prosperity. Hitman 2. Guess for digital and retail. Uh, travel the globe and track your targets across exotic sandbox targets. 
or sandbox locations in Hitman 2. From sun-drenched streets to dark and dangerous rainforests, nowhere safe from the world's most creative assassin, Agent 47, in the ultimate spy thriller story. No, we're two hit men. I don't yeah. know what I was going for that. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just deal with it, Tyler. Which is also the next video game. Just deal with it. On PS4, with Playlink, delivers a whole new twist on five classic card games, locally or online. Team up with friends and family, launch attacks, sabotage the competition, and go all in for the win in this joyous card game party. Sony really coming in on this Playlink stuff. Knowledge is power, decades. Who will be the first to scale the pyramid of knowledge? Put your pop culture knowledge to the test in this high-energy quiz game show featuring thousands of of entertainment-themed questions spanning the last four decades. Fantastic. (laughs) Next up is The Long Journey Home. On PlayStation 4, when mankind's first experimental jump drive goes wrong, you and your crew find yourselves trapped on the wrong side of the galaxy. The only way back leads through the vast unknown of outer space. One destination. Endless adventures. You know, if you're on the other side of the galaxy, there ain't no way you're getting home. You're fucked. I know, exactly. Just fuck it. Find a new home, you know what I mean? Next up... This is, looks horrifying. Mars Chaos Menace. Humanity is a terraforming Mars. But chaos and destructive or but chaos and destruction threatens the planet. Battle your way through innumerable hordes of enemy my God, I cannot talk right now. Innumerable hordes of enemies that wish to destroy you and face the most terrible and powerful monsters in the galaxy. Mm. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Monkey King Master of the Clouds is out on PlayStation 4. Oh, boy. Join Michael Chang, the Monkey King, on his journey through famous landmarks of China and fight off mythical creatures and legends in this classic arcade shooter. What the shit? What okay. the shit? Yeah. Next up is My Riding Stable, Life with Horses, PS4 Digital and Retail, with the best box art of 2018. Make your dreams come true on the stud farm near the old mill. Renovate your own riding school. Look after your horses and tend the cute little foals. It's well. What? as well as wonderful hacks working in the stables and caring for the horses. You'll have plenty of other exciting things to do. What the fuck? That's an awful ass sentence. What now? I, I not eat. I'm curious, but I'm also not curious enough. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so moving on here, Project High Rise is the next game available on PlayStation 4. A skyscraper is more than just steel and glass. You know this, Tyler. You're, you do architecture kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's 
an intricate ecosystem full of people that live and work in the building. They become a complex machine that needs your steady hand to keep it running smoothly and efficient. Okay, so this sounds more like... Oh, what they're describing there sounds more like a building manager. Yeah. I don't know. Would agree with that. A complex machine is a great way to describe a construction project. Tyler, tell us about the Anyways, big the- hit on the PlayStation Network. <laughs> I thought this came out. We talked about this. It came out this. on PC last week. Okay. But I think it's just now All right. on The Quiet Man. Okay. The Quiet Man is finally out. Unraveling within a single night, players take the role of deaf protagonist Dane as he fights his way through a soundless world to discover the motives behind the kidnapping of a songstress from a mysterious masked man. This is a hell of a fucking video game. Tyler, have you... Man. Have you seen this game in action? I have watched uh, the most recent Best of Giant Bomb, which is 22 minutes long, and it is all about this game. Okay. Yes, it is... It is unbelievably bad, and it just makes no fucking sense. None of it does. So I think an um, update went out this week. I'm not sure if it's live on the PS4 version, but it is on the PC version, where they added the sound back in. But oh you had to, It's a new game plus, <laughs> so you had to have already played it through. Uh, so, God, let's just... Uh, Let's let's stay. Uh, hmm, man, I can't. I can't I talk love, anymore about the quiet man. Yeah, I, I would love to know the story behind this game, and also just why the fuck Square Enix signed up to publish this thing. Like at a certain point, you have to be like, no, we aren't giving you any more money. Stop, just stop. I know. I know. All right, it's crazy. Let's move on here to Runner 3. The rhythm music gameplay of Bit Trip Runner and Runner 2 is back. The Timble Tot is determined to rid the multiverse of all its love and happiness. Commander Video is ready to jump, double jump, wall jump, slide jump, slide, kick, float, drive, fly, and dance his way to victory. <laughs> Alright, I like the moon in the artwork. Hmm. Kind of looks like a fish. Uh, Slay Away Camp. Butcher's Cut on Vita. A killer puzzle game where you control Skullface, an adorably demented murderer, across hundreds of isometric puzzle levels in a darkly comic homage to 80s movies, 80s horror movies. I feel like that's something we read before. It might just now be coming out on Vita, but I think that's... I don't know. It sounds yeah. familiar, and it looks like Minecraft. Let's yes. talk about Spyro instead. Spyro Reignited Trilogy is out on PlayStation 4. The original Roast Master is back. Same sick burns. Same smoldering attitude. <sighs> now all scaled up in stunning HD. Rekindled the fire with the original three games. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage. And Spyro Year of the Dragon. I don't remember Hell Spyro yeah. having an attitude, but I don't remember these games very well at all. So, 
I don't full. I didn't fully remember him having an attitude either, but he absolutely does. Okay. He kind of blew me away. Is Spyro an asshole? Sword. What's that? Is Spyro an asshole? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Like, uh, so in the first game, your objective is to go through all these levels and find all the dragons and free them. And there was a dragon you find. And every time you find a dragon, they'll tell you something. And it's either something about the world, a gameplay tip, whatever. And one of them was this older dragon. And he's like, Spyro, thanks for saving me. I got a story to tell. Like, that was the gist of what he said. And Spyro's like, "Uh, no, thank you. And then he just left. I'm like, wow, you're a dick. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Sword and Soldiers 2 Shawarmageddon Shawarmageddon Okay Take command of mighty Vikings Sly Persians And brutish demons Smash your opponent's base To rubble while defending Your own in this action packed Side scrolling strategy game Ticket to Ride is the next video game PlayStation 4, hop on a train with your friends and family and set off to conquer the railways. It will be the fastest to set up links between cities and achieve their objectives. Explore the strategies in this iconic board game and get ready to connect more than cities. Last game for the week is Word Hunters. Dive into a whole new world of competitive word games with your guide, Amy the Aviator. Use the free what? Use the free Word Hunter smart device app as game as a game controller to compete in fifteen party play word games suitable for your whole family. All right. Cannot read tonight. Damn. Well, you could listen to music um, instead, such as the new Imagine yeah. Dragons. Yeah, word. I did not know that they were even putting out a new album but they did i hear your you cat. could dude my cat is freaking out because one door is shut i don't really understand she's bizarre uh you can also watch crazy rich asians if you wanted to or christopher robin which is the new winnie the pooh movie that i think is absolutely disturbing Okay, then I have to watch it. Winnie the Pooh looks so fucking disturbing in that movie. More or less so than the Pokemon. I think absolutely more than the Pokemon. What did you think about that trailer? Dude, I am so ready for that movie. I did not know that that movie was going to be that good looking. And I'm looking forward to it. What about you? I didn't know it was going to be... A world where Pokemon just exist, right? That 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 certainly is something that I I was kind of surprised by. I thought it was just going to be Pikachu. Yeah, Anyways. and it's oh, that that going to be a good video game movie because apparently I read this somewhere like it's kind of it's loosely based around the video game. Yeah, it has a very similar plot. I is this a good video game movie? Will it be a good video game movie? Will we get one? 
No. Oh, man. Yeah, that thing is just... I was stunned when I watched it the first time. I could not believe what I was seeing. Yeah. Me either. I, I also, though, had a hard time detaching Detective Pikachu from Ryan Reynolds. Mm. You know, like, it's it's hard for me to just watch Pikachu and go... Um, and, and to think that it's not Ryan Reynolds, if you, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I just keep thinking of Ryan Reynolds just standing in a fucking recording booth doing slides. And he's not bad. I like the guy. He's funny in a lot of his movies, but that, that's my only thing. It, it's certainly intriguing. Yeah, that's that's next year, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of things to look forward to, Tyler. What are you looking forward to playing between now and next week? Um, I'm hoping to get another potentially nice Red Dead session in, but I might just chill out some Spyro or Yakuza or something like that. We'll see. What about you? Well, I'm going to be playing some Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blackout. I'll also be playing Hitman 2 and Fallout 76. Yeah. And probably, let's be honest here, some more Tetris effects. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, unless you've got anything else. No, not really. That's about it. It's been a nice meaty one. Yeah, I'm looking at the time right now, and it's like we're approaching two hours here, B. Oh, boy. Man. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, if you need to get in contact us between now and next week, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. You could also find us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. We'd appreciate it if you gave us ratings and reviews and shared us with your friends via whatever podcast service you use. Every bit helps. If you want to find me, you can do that at The Arctic Sloth. If you want to find Tyler and his YouTube channel, you can do that at Plugged On Vids. Tyler, what you all got going on over there? Um, not too much. Uh, reviews of a few albums that came out recently, mm. uh, such as All the Remains, if you're into them. Alrighty. You should all go do that, and until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and scratch your nuts and maybe you'll gain some knowledge.